0: Down Los Angeles. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the locked
1: on podcast network. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from
0: Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is locked on Rams. Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams, you know what that means We've got our crew from downtown Rams today, and it's a it's a plus one which is always exciting. We've got Jake Ellen Bogan and Alexis Kraft with us guys, how we doing i'm great i'm I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me
2: yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome.
0: Well, you guys did a great thing over the weekend and did some live coverage. I had Jake on the show last week, and we were talking draft. We had a great two-segment episode releasing the mock draft and going through all the players and names and possible scenarios. We had a feeling there was trade back, but the Rams ended up trading back, I believe, six times or six trades overall, Uh, a few back, a few forward. Uh, But the madness was just from... Beginning to end with the Rams, and you guys covered it all on the Downtown Rams Network. Guys, make sure to go give them a follow if you haven't already. We've got the Alexis Craft, Craft with a K. We've got JK Bogan, DTR, and then Downtown Rams. You can also follow the Downtown Rams Network. Uh, they've got shows popping up all over the place from college to other NFL teams. Uh, but you guys did a live uh, feed of it. First of all, how do you feel that the draft is over now? Because you guys did 100 and something interviews and you were nonstop with it, and you did three days straight of live drafting. Do you feel like a big relief, and how did did the live drafting go?
2: I would say it's a little mixture of relief and... uh You know, but also kind of a bummer because, you know, we uh, as you mentioned, we did do that uh, three day event uh, live stream uh, for the draft. But before that, uh, we were grinding really, really hard, uh, you know, doing a ton of stuff uh, in preparation for the draft. So it kind of feels like the past three months, our lives have been dictated by uh, the draft, (laughs) preparing for it and, uh, you know, doing hours of interviews with uh, prospects every night. And, uh, now that it's over, it's kind of a culture shock. It's like, I don't know what to do with myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm kind of the same way, you know, I, I was working on my, uh, way too early 2020 mock draft and I mean, I got through half of it and then I was just kind of like, you know, I, it's just, when you're in a grind, when you're in that rhythm, um, you're in that rhythm. And so, you know, we were on it, a basis where we were interviewing eight guys in one day. Um, we just made it work. You know, that was really, you know, whatever it takes to kind of get all this content out there. That's kind of how we were. So, you know, we, we would, you know, work through our day jobs and then we, we get home and um, you know, we have an interview from six 30 to seven, seven to seven uh, you know, uh, seven 30 to eight, eight 30 to nine, you know, like it would just non stop. So um, you know, now that that's kind of over, although I'll just tease it a little bit here. Alexis and I will be having some guests, um, you know, coming on uh, soon. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, it's kind of like it was a different form of content too. We were like bulk throwing out interviews, and uh, just to see all these guys that you know gave us their time during this you know really long draft process um, to see them all you know find homes and albeit some guys that, you know, weren't drafted, that absolutely should have been drafted. You know, it really doesn't matter just to see them in the NFL. um, We're really thankful, you know, that we were able to, you know, interview them. And we're we're really happy and excited to watch them um, in the NFL. And that includes our guy. He's the lone uh, wolf of the 121, Boogie Roberts, um, he came on and uh, he actually just got picked up by the Rams yesterday. So we're really excited for him as well as everyone else.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, you guys, and if you haven't listened to some of these interviews, guys, go back, check out the website, find some of the players you want to listen to because there were some great interviews, nonstop content. Like you said, now the draft is over. You guys can breathe a little bit. But yes, you probably have tons of time going, well, what the heck do we do now? You know, and I, I'm excited to talk to you about that way too early. Mock draft. We'll have to do that in a couple weeks and kind of get you back and talk about some of the projections because that next draft is looking, you know, mighty fine so far already with some, you know, quarterbacks top heavy and some really good skill players as well. So excited to see how that comes out. But uh, you guys did a great job. So I want to start off by saying that because the content was nonstop. I checked in throughout the weekend uh, to the live. Uh, stuff that you guys were doing on downtown. I had the I had the draft on, and I had you guys on my phone and I was either turning the TV down and turning you up or turning you down, turning the TV up, going back and forth. So uh, some good content. It was nice to see other people on there and um, you guys did a great job. So with that being said, and we kind of talked a little bit off air before we started that at the end of day one, you're looking at you know your guys' big board and a lot of people were looking at their big board going, how is... These are these people still here? You know, there was a lot, there were a couple surprises. Obviously, the Raiders, you know, jumped up at four and, you know, kind of shook up the draft early, followed by the Giants and then a few other players that kind of went earlier than we thought. Uh, I guess to kind of step back from a Rams perspective, uh, what's your overall thought or grade on the Rams? Jake, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Alexis.
3: Yeah, so you know, I find it really difficult to grade this draft because, you know, they got pretty much every position they needed, except for linebacker in my mind. And I mean, I know they got to code Allen in the seventh round. I thought that was a good value pick, but they didn't grab, you know, what I was telling you about, you know, the, the podcast before the draft. And that was, you know, the sideline to sideline ultra athletic linebacker that kind of fits the new age role um, in this, you know, day and age. So they didn't go out and get anybody like that. And that was a little bit of a shock. Um, You know, Alexis and I had our players that we wanted, you know, and I think it kind of clouds our judgment a little bit you know, based on, um, you know, the draft as a whole, you know, it definitely did for me, but, you know, taking a step back, you know, kind of just going over rewatching the film, uh, you got to like obviously what Taylor rap brings to the table. Um, you know, they did trade down and the, you know, got all these picks and, um, they locked up rap. I know they got a lot of, uh, flack for, for trading down to 45th because it was kind of a far, you know, way down, um, when there was a lot of talent available, you know, at the start of the second round and you kind of saw that deplete, but you know, still the same guys that, you know, you kind of looked at in the first round as a pipe dream. They were there when the Rams made their second pick. And, you know, I I like Taylor Rapp because I think he's going to offer some versatility for sure. Um, somebody that can kind of be an understudy, um, behind guys like Eric Weddle and and John Johnson, the third, but make no mistake, he's going to be in, in sub packages and they're going to find a role for him kind of as a pseudo linebacker. So, you know, I do like that pick at the time, seeing you guys like Nasir Adderley and, um, you know, of course, Chauncey Gardner Johnson and, and Will Harris, um, available there. And, and, you know, all of which who are one, two, three in my safety board and, you know, rap grade outside my top 10, um, it was hard, but, you know, Rap is a good football player, so I like that pick. And then, um, you know, it just I kind of looked at it like they got guys that will end up working out and I may not have, you know, they may not have been my first choices, but they got good football players. I think really the one pick that kind of lowers this grade is Bobby Evans to me, because, you know, we're going through and like Taylor Rapp is a great pick, um, you know, for what they're trying to do. Obviously, I would have picked another guy, but he makes sense. Um, Darrell Henderson people hated that running back pick and I'll tell you right now he's the best running back in this draft so you know the Rams got who I would compare Jamal Charles that was his comparison for me so well, I think um, that pick was unbelievable and I couldn't believe how you know excited I was to draft another running back but right um you know you, you look at those picks obviously you look at I, I think they got some really good value with David Edwards um, uh, Greg Gaines is somebody, the more and more I've watched films since we've drafted him, um, the more excited I am, uh, you know, he's one of those old school defensive linemen that really get their hands dirty. He does not wear gloves or arm sleeves or anything. He's literally like the definition of an old school defensive lineman kind of take out the trash type of guy, um, which I like, you know, and, and he was right up there, uh, among, you know, the best. So was our guy, Boogie Roberts. Um, that PFF graphic, the, uh, you know, the pass, um, the pass rush efficiency. I mean, he was up there with the best of the best, Jerry Tillery's of the world and Quentin Williams. So, um, you know, he's a sneaky good pick. And then, you know, Nick Scott was a little surprising uh, because a guy that only played special teams at Penn State. So I'd imagine he's going to come in and they want him to be like Matthew Slater is for the Patriots. Um, that's the only reason I think you draft a special teamer, um, in my opinion. And then, you know, I... Dakota Allen, I like that sneaky pick at the end of the draft. Um, You know, I was a little surprised they didn't go quarterback since, you know, Tyree Jackson's of the world and the, you know, the um, Brett Ripians of the world were there. But, you know, all in all, um, I did like the draft more than I didn't like it. Um, It's just, it took me a little bit of, you know, some homework afterwards and some realization. But the Bobby Evans pick, you know, you get all those value and then to trade down, um, or sorry, trade up, so you get all those picks and then you trade up and then all, all of a sudden it's kind of just like this wheeling and dealing thing. I feel like Les Snead got a little too crazy with that. And, you know, Bobby Evans is somebody that has upside for sure. But, you know, where does Joe Nobum fit in all this? Is Bobby Evans going to be the left tackle of the future? Because they also got David Edwards, who I had graded as, uh, you know, a top eight offensive tackle in this draft. Evans near the 20s. um, So, You know, I thought they could have gotten Edwards in that spot and then just not drafted another, you know, developmental offensive tackle. But that was just me. So I I think all in all, I'll grade this a C plus B minus. I'm kind of on the fence there, but uh, not a bad draft. They just the way it unfolded, they left so much talent on the table. That's kind of how I look at it.
2: Yeah, um, I agree. Um, I feel like the, I would, if I had to give an overall grade to the Rams draft, I would give it a C plus. Um, I think it was it wasn't anything um that excited me. It wasn't anything that bummed me out. It just kind of was. Um, I felt like with the Taylor Rapp pick, I do like Taylor Rapp, but at that time, there was a lot of other guys on the board that I would have taken. Um, I would have taken um Colin Saunders there. Um. Just to name one, but I uh, w- I don't hate that pick. Um, I think the best picks that the Rams made were David Edwards, the offensive tackle out of Wisconsin, because I actually thought that he was a second round talent, and uh, Dakota Allen, another guy who I thought was a second or third round talent, who somehow fell to the seventh. Uh, so those are my favorite picks by the Rams. Um, the Greg Gaines pick I didn't mind. Um, the Bobby Evans pick mm-hmm. uh, I think of all the picks was the one that just it's not that I don't like Bobby Evans, but I think that pick confused me a little bit because the Rams gave away a lot to get up, to move up and take Bobby Evans. But I feel like he still would have been there uh, had they waited, but um, you know, it is what it is. So yeah, overall, I mean, I think there, there's um, a lot of things that I uh, would have maybe done differently about the draft, but it, I'm certainly optimistic about it. And uh I, I'm excited to see what happens.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, I'm with you guys, you know, there, you can definitely look at this and <clears throat> find other guys at different points, especially as the board kind of changed and you got to expect that coming into it. It's not going to lay out exactly how Les need thinks, or, and they've got to play with the other 31 teams. Uh, but I, I, I really love, I really love our first three picks. Um, I'm excited about Henderson and throwing him in a lot of talk about the whole running back and, you know what's up with Gurley and what does this mean for Gurley? I don't think it has any influence in that. And I know it's going to at some point, is going to take away carries if they're using him. but he can be used in so many more ways. And I, I love your your comp that you said and, and uh, Jake and kind of how he compares out and what he can bring more than just a running back and the style of player he is and being a zone runner as well fits perfectly. I'm a little bit higher on the Bobby Evans, but again, I didn't do all the homework that you guys did. Um, I love the connection. I think that's a big part of it. Uh, we kind of listened into some uh, interviews yesterday, uh, you know, and listening to the O line and hearing about you know the connection to the Rams uh, through other coaches and how they really liked him. He's a big dude that can get downfield and run block. And I think you know what we talk about in this whole draft is it's no wow factor right away. You know, you got a couple guys you can really see making some plays next year and, and having a role on the team, but this is something in three years, I think we're going to look back and go, man, that draft was a lot better than we thought it was. And that's kind of what I'm holding on to right now with it is trying to think of the depth with Bobby Evans. Cause what is Whitworth when he's gone? Now we've got, you know, as Lesney would say, you know, he kind of said, I'm trying to get more shots in the basket in the top 100. I think that's what he's going with is, you know, another shot at the offensive line. We got, uh, you know, along with Edwards and Evans and, Nope, boom. Now we're looking for just a couple guys to fill in those roles instead of having to go right to somebody and go, you are the guy, you know, trying to build some depth there. So I like that. Uh, we'll keep talking about this because I got a couple other questions about the new guys that we added. But we're going to take a break. We're going to step aside, get a couple words from some sponsors. We'll be right back. Wednesday edition, Lockdown Rams. We've got the downtown Rams crew with us. We'll be right back.
1: We started from the now, Started from the bottom, now we here Started bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now, from the bottom, now, from the bottom, now the whole team here Started from the bottom, now
0: we here Alright Rams Nation, we are back Second segment, Wednesday edition We have got Jake Ellenbogen with us And Alexis Kraft We are breaking down the draft We are getting grades We're talking about who we like, who we don't We kind of heard in the first segment Kind of a breakdown from top to bottom Saw some guys that we got really good value on. If you if you look at the way that you guys you know projected and the way that it kind of fell out, uh, there was some opportunity for a quarterback. I agree, but I think they're set. And I also, as we talked at the very top of the show, that next year's draft uh, also has a lot of good quarterbacks. So if we're looking uh, to maybe push this off one more year, and they say they didn't feel comfortable with those guys, let's wait a year. Obviously, when you're coming into these drafts, you got to have a, you know an idea who's coming out maybe next year and put a priority on things. And you can tell they had a very good idea of what they want to go in this draft. And one thing I love about this is we can grade it C, B, A, whoever's grading, whatever, but the Rams are coming out and they feel pretty proud about it. You can tell in the press conferences and the way they're talking is that they had a pretty good plan going into this. Uh, and they got guys that they really like. Taylor Rapp was one that they, you know, felt overall in the whole draft was one of the guys they really, really loved as far as the need for the team. Uh, Greg Gaines, we talked about that in the, in the, uh, fourth round their whole plan going into day three was how do we get greg Gaines? they got them uh, so those victories right there are always good coming out of it uh, but we talked at the beginning as well about some of the undrafted free agents can you guys tell me a little bit about because i think we picked up 15 guys originally we signed or 14 guys originally another five just recently signed is there anybody that we can get excited about because i saw something that we've had an undrafted. Um, rookie on the team over the past like five or six years so there's a chance that one of these guys can make the team who on that list looks good to you guys
2: um so jake touched on this earlier but one of the guys that we interviewed uh was san jose state defensive lineman um boogie roberts and boogie is a guy um i think is certainly talented enough to have been drafted and not only is he a really great player. I mean, we loved him. He was one of our favorite interviews that we did. He offered to co-host the downtown Rams podcast anytime we wanted him to. So, Oh, nice. So maybe we'll get him back on there, but he's, he's really talented. I could easily see him fitting right into that defense. Um, another guy in my opinion that to be excited about is Missouri uh, tight end candle, Kendall, uh, Kendall Blanton. Now, I had Kendall going in the third round and obviously I'm very familiar with Kendall's game, uh, being a Mizzou fan and and watching him play a lot, but the guy is an absolute beast. And I think that he can go in there and challenge some of our other tight ends, uh, for starting spots. I mean, he, he's insane. I don't understand how he went undrafted, but then it's also interesting because we also um, signed Texas state tight end Keenan Brown, who is also very talented and also a stud. So those two guys, uh, people need to look out for um, at the tight end position because they're going to change things up a little bit I think and uh, challenge people and then the last guy that I'll mention because I know that um, we sign a lot uh, but the the last guy that I mentioned to him somewhat familiar with would be um, Delaware linebacker Troy Reader uh, is very talented and I think that uh, he could easily uh, fit into our defense and make a big yeah, impact
3: yeah you know I, I agree obviously with a lot of what Alexis said I mean I think, you know, first off, you have to look at, you know, obviously Boogie Roberts, you know, uh, he's somebody again we we spoke with, um, but I love his fit because, you know, the Rams like those those uh, slimmer defensive tackles that have a quick first step that can get skinny. And, you know, can rush the passer, but can also stop the run. And that's something Boogie can do. You know, he can come right in. Um, He kind of reminds me a little bit of Chunky Clements last year, a guy that that was on uh, the Rams offseason roster. But I think he's a little bit better than him. Um, I would say he really has a chance to make this roster. I would take him over Tanzel Smart, um, a guy that really hasn't shown a lot of growth uh, you know there are other guys there, of course. You know Sebastian Joseph, Days of the World, and everything. But um, I definitely like Boogie's fit with the Rams, and that's what I kind of had a feeling with. You know, if, if that's kind of you know why we really liked Colin Saunders with the Rams. I, I think he's kind of that type of player. You're not going to get a nose tackle out of him. You're going to get a guy that can, you know, you know, rush the passer. Um, you're going to get a guy that can kind of do it all. Uh, so you know, people talk about, you know, being undersized as, you know, kind of like a dig against them. But, you know, if you know how to use your leverage, like, you know, Boogie does, you can end up being, you know, one of the better, you know, pass rushers in college football. And that's exactly what Boogie was, you know, as far as efficiency is concerned, you know, in the trenches. But, you know, I want to turn your attention a little bit to Justin Sumter of Kennesaw State, you know, somebody that I believe has a shot. You know, I think, Somebody like, you know, Kaderil Hodge, I think is definitely going to make the roster next year. That's not the guy I'm talking about, but you know, maybe, you know, as the Rams kind of look and, and reevaluate their, the return game and everything, maybe they it kind of opens up an opportunity for another receiver. And I'm not saying Sumter could be that guy, but um, he was definitely intriguing. A bit, a bigger receiver, uh, you know, a lot of production didn't test well. So that's why, you know, a lot of the times those guys fall, but, you Alex Bachman did test well, and he's from Wake Forest. He's also um, a local kid from the area of L.A. And, uh, you know, he is somebody he didn't have the production. So you see, you know, this this thing here, you know, boogie's too small or whatever you want to call it. Uh Sumter, you know, has all the production and the size in the world, but didn't test well. And Bachman didn't have production because there were other guys that were ahead of him on the depth chart, but he tested really well. Um, so, you know, he's somebody there. And then, you know, I would, I would honestly lean towards a guy like Matt Colburn uh, from Wake Forest as well. Running back, Uh, really liked his tape. He didn't grade out extremely well because quite honestly, there was, this was such a good running back class. So he finishes, you know, around like my top 30, but you know, at the end of the day, I look at this guy and I'm like, you know, he is sneaky good. Like he could be like a, you know, a Trey Watts type of guy. He could be like a Daryl Richardson that kind of, you know, sneaks onto the roster and, I think really, you know, Matt Colburn's a threat to both John Kelly and Justin Davis. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, count him out. And then, you know, lastly, I mean, you mentioned uh, Troy Reader, definitely uh, somebody to keep an eye on. Of course, uh, Kendall Blanton, uh, Natrez Patrick uh, from uh, Georgia, I would definitely say keep an eye on, but I want to turn your attention over. Um, to my number, uh, eight overall tight end in this draft, uh, Keenan Brown, you know, I think this is somebody that absolutely, uh, is a huge steal for the Rams, um, You know, obviously there were a ton of guys out there. There were guys like Keelan Doss of UC Davis, but I don't think the Rams went and targeted, you know, guys that could probably start for that reason. You don't need a Keelan Doss. I mean, it's great to to go out and get him, but Keelan Doss is in my top 10 wide receivers in this draft. So, you know, kind of like with Tyree Jackson, like they brought in John Wolford. So as great as it would have been to bring in Tyree Jackson, who just simply shouldn't have been undrafted, Uh, I guess, you know, that's kind of where we are with that. So if the Rams bring in a quarterback, it's going to be more of a camp arm, you know, because they kind of like Wolford. And of course, they have Allen and they have Goff and they have Bortles. But with, you know, you're looking at tight end. This is kind of setting, you know, this is sending a message. You're bringing in Blanton. You're bringing in uh, Keenan Brown, you know, and you're bringing in um, the other tight end, uh, Romello uh, Brooker from uh, Houston. So you bring in those tight ends. We talked about this before the draft, Brad. Uh, This is all going to come down to uh, Johnny Munt. Uh, His position, I mean, keep in mind, they only kept three tight ends last year. His tight end role is in serious jeopardy, and I think any of these guys could come in and take it from him. I would lean towards Keenan Brown, who's very similar uh, to Gerald Everett. Um, Of course, playing at Texas State is the reason he went undrafted. He is... Very good. He, I don't think he tested particularly well, but he plays a lot better than he tested on film. And Kendall Blanton, somebody that probably just—I don't know how he didn't get drafted. Honestly, you know, comes from Mizzou, so he had the exposure. Um, just kind of confused why he didn't get drafted. And then Romello Brooker played at uh Houston, so you know, three tight ends that I, I would right now I'd put them all three ahead of Johnny Munt. I mean, you talk about the injury history and the lack of production. There you go. Um, so. That's kind of, you know, I kind of give you a bunch, but um, there's a lot to be excited about with this UDFA class. The offensive linemen, I don't know too much about. So I'm not going to start talking about offensive linemen I didn't scout. That's It's that simple. So,
0: Well, you talked about it, and I think it's safe to say Munt is gone, man. I mean, you're saying he's going to have a a tough time. I think this is very clear that they are looking for that third tight end. And you talked about the potential that's there and the competition with bringing three guys in plus obviously the two that are up in the starting group. And I really think if we want to go deep into this is they're looking for someone and playing the odds, kind of like they said with trying to get those four picks in the top 100 is can one of these guys even impress them enough to even crack into the top two. And that way next year, uh, when we've got to make a decision on what we want to do long term at the tight end group, uh, obviously as contracts are coming up, that we can potentially go elsewhere and one of these guys can step in. So I know that's really early. They're undrafted free agents and uh, we'll have to see how that really plays out. But I, I think they're really trying to make a push and a really competition at that tight end. I'm very comfortable saying I think months has gone. He was kind of a luxury Uh, At the end of the year and even last year about, you know, having him as a third tight end and didn't get a lot. You know, he did okay when he was in, but nothing special. Uh, So I think he's definitely gone. I think this really is a signal to the whole room about other than Everett. It's kind of a fair game if you can prove it on the field. Uh, we'll see what they do long term in that direction. And another guy that, you know, I like that you guys mentioned, both you guys mentioned was Troy Reader out of Delaware. I mean, I was watching a lot of Adderley tape as I was kind of trying to stay up with you guys on on who we liked. And uh, he was always one of those top safeties. And I kept seeing, uh, you know, him out there making plays, Reader making plays. So I like that. And uh, Boogie as well. I mean, right off the bat, you like the guy. He's got an awesome first name. I mean, Boogie, how do you not like a guy named Boogie? I'm, I'm in on it already. Uh, we need help up front. And, you know, kind of, as we talked about, missing on Saunders on, on the D-line, a guy that plays like him, got a chip on his shoulder, wasn't drafted. Coming in uh, from the interview you guys had, sounds like it was a great guy. So I like all of this. Uh, you know, we got 19 guys, a lot of a lot of camp bodies there, a lot of guys to uh, get out and and. Get some conditioning with the guys but hopefully some of these guys make a push and we're talking about them um, you know come September time but uh we'll have to kind of wait and see how that plays out what we're gonna do is we're gonna step aside we're gonna take our last break we'll be right back we've got Alexis Jake and bear right after this Wednesday edition lockdown
1: now All right, now Rams the
0: Nation, we are back. Third yeah, and boys, final boys, segment the with mentioned. the Downtown Rams crew. Don't forget to go give everyone a follow. The Alexis Craft, JK Bogan DTR, and Downtown Rams. You can find on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the social medias. You can also find me at LA underscore Rambling Bear and On Rams. Uh, guys appreciate you coming on appreciate jake for uh coming on a bunch throughout the last couple of months we appreciate you guys are more than welcome to continue to come on and talk with us because we can continue to break this draft down we'll start to looking at the next process of what is going to happen with these guys getting the bodies into camp and then start talking about where they fit in and and i kind of want to hit this topic uh and maybe the last topic we talk about on the show because it can go a bunch of ways but I want to talk about trading up in the third round to go get a running back. Jake, you briefly touched on it, uh, that you were excited about that. You thought it was, you know, we got the best running back in in the draft. So we'll start with Alexis on this one. But how did you feel about that move? Are you on the side of uh, this is a bad sign for Gurley? Or how, how do you just see this playing out? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What are your thoughts?
2: I think it's a good thing. I don't necessarily think this says anything about Gurley because I think if Gurley was healthy, we still could have made this pick. What's interesting though is there is that question mark around Gurley and his health. Now Darrell Henderson um, as was Jake's number one rated running back in the drafts. Um, he was in my top three he's a beast. I mean, he's insane. Um, he's definitely a starting quality running back. I think what this shows is that that the Rams are a little bit concerned about Gurley, but also nowadays in this league, it seems to be moving towards a two running back um, set. You see teams doing this a lot. They, they don't just have kind of one featured back anymore. It's kind of two featured backs. Um, so I think that maybe that's what they're looking for because now they've got Gurley, they've got Darrell Henderson, Mal Brown and Justin Kelly. And then um, I know I'm leaving somebody out. I can't think of who it is right now, but I think it's a good pick. I think it's also a safe pick because like I said, it could go either way. He could either work uh, in duality with Todd Gurley or if if Gurley truly is hurt and there's an issue and is not able to play much longer, then Henderson can step up and be a starter. So I think it was a great pick. Um, I liked the pick. I was surprised Henderson uh, was available, but I, I, I don't mind this move. I know some people were kind of confused but i thought it was good
3: yeah i i don't really understand the hate um you know it's because i saw a lot of it and there were a lot of people that were like nuts they were going nuts for like guys like taylor rapp and bobby evans and you know to to that i'll just say this um watch other teams you know, you're like you watch the Pac-12, and, and that's obviously why you, you know who Taylor Rapp is, and you watch the Big 12, and I do, trust me, I watch every Kansas Jayhawk game, so I know Bobby Evans. I know that whole offensive line, but I just want to encourage people that to watch the Memphises of the world. Watch the UCFs. Go ahead. I'm not asking you to watch D2, but do your homework because I'm telling you right now, Darrell Henderson only fell the third round because he's from Memphis. If you played at Alabama, he's a top 15 pick. So Rams fans should be jumping up and down about this pick. It gives them a lot of flexibility for one because, you know, just f- forget about Todd Gurley's injury, right? Or, you know, whatever that is. You talk about now you get your Chris Thompson for Sean McVay. And albeit, he's a big Chris Thompson. He's somebody I compare to Jamal Charles. He's somebody that I think could be one of the best running backs in the National Football League. And in a era of football where you have the Alvin Kamara, Mel, you know, Mark Ingram type of duo, of course, that's now um, since been disbanded. But you have those type of duos kind of making it. You know, you have these bulk backfields. The Rams displayed it. I mean, without you know C.J. Anderson, Todd Gurley duo, you don't have the Rams in the Super Bowl. So I think they kind of learned, and they're like, okay, we got to keep doing this, right? And so they got better than C.J. Anderson. I know people are going to be surprised when I say that, but this is somebody Darrell Henderson could start tomorrow. He's that good. He's the number one back in this draft, in my personal opinion, and I think when you look at his ability to catch passes out of the backfield, his ability to do really anything, you ask him to do anything, pass protect, he can do it, catch passes out of the backfield, he can do it, run routes, he can do it. You know, be a one cut back. He can do it. Run over a guy. He can do that. And he's also got that four, four speed that you love because this is really what I see in him. You see a lot of Trey Mason, honestly, but what you really see and what makes him a complete back is you see the things that made Jamal Charles so great is he can do it all. And so when you add somebody with Trey Mason's game breaking ability that the Rams drafted, you know, back in the day. And now you have, you know, Jamal Charles, you know, mental makeup and just the, the just the overall pieces there. You have an elite back, you know, potentially back. And, you know, I think they're going to use him. Uh, they, they might split him out wide with Todd. I think they're going to use him with Todd a lot on the field. Um, the only one who should really hate this pick, really, Justin Davis. And uh, and I would say I wouldn't even say Malcolm Brown. I'd say Justin Davis and John Kelly, because. People got really hyped about the sixth rounder, John Kelly, but he was a sixth rounder, and yes, he was the best player available on their board at the time, but John Kelly, when they needed John Kelly and Justin Davis the most, albeit they weren't given a lot of opportunities in the Eagles game, they failed. Uh, it's that simple. They didn't show anything uh, behind the four tough offensive line of the year. They did nothing, and I've been saying this, I've been saying this is why you know the Rams could explore uh, the possibility of getting another running back. It has nothing to do with Todd Gurley. It has nothing to do with Malcolm Brown. You you want a third guy. Um, unfortunately for Malcolm Brown, I think, you know, Darrell Henderson's too talented and too physically gifted where he's gonna pass Malcolm Brown day one on the depth chart. But, you know, I kind of look at it like this, you know, when you have guys like John Kelly and Justin Davis, and you know, obviously John Kelly he gets his praise because of the you know preseason he had. Same with Justin Davis. If that's the only reason that you're clinging on to this roster, it's not going to take much to knock you off. And so I think the Rams know that. And so when they brought in uh, Darrell Henderson, that was kind of the, the feeling is that they want to get better at the position. You know, they don't want to be, you know, they're not going to be handcuffed to a UDFA and a sixth rounder. However, they will bring in Matt Colburn. The only running back I believe they brought in um in udfa to compete and i think he has a chance to knock both of them off the roster if they indeed keep him henderson Gurley, and brown but to me i think you're gonna see it i i just don't think john kelly makes this roster i really don't think justin davis does um i I think the rams almost look at it like it was less about cj anderson more of our offensive line so what did you do for me lately not enough, and so they go out, they get Darrell Henderson, probably the best on the board, and they have who could be like a Kamara, you know, what Trey Mason was looking like he could be, and eventually, if uh, he he also gives you that opportunity, if Todd Gurley, you know, God forbid he has a serious injury and has to, you know, retire, or say they have to get rid of him for whatever reason, they have a future starter, like, and, and this is, This is a, you know, a franchise that's had Eric Dickerson, um, you know, obviously Marshall Falk now Todd Gurley, you know, they, they've had guys, Dan Towler, uh, Lawrence McCutcheon. I mean, they've had running backs, Daryl, you know, Daryl Henderson would just be part of that. So this is just a great pick. It really is. He should have, he probably should have gone top of the second round.
0: Yeah. Justin Davis and John Kelly are in big time trouble. And they probably have that same feeling coming into camp here, uh, as that approaches. Cause Yeah, I mean, and you said it best, man. They got a limited opportunity, but when they did, uh, nothing came of it. And obviously, the the Rams showed their hand when they went out and got a guy like CJ when the season was going instead of turning to John Kelly or Justin Davis to say, hey, why don't you guys give it a run for a game or two? They they didn't even have trust to give them a shot at that point to carry – Uh, The majority of the carries they went for a veteran, a guy that could kind of carry them into the playoffs, which ended up being a great call. And another reason why I feel really good about this draft pick here and all the things you just said about Henderson that get me really excited is, you know, we play 11 personnel 90% of the time, if not more. And this gives a lot of people an opportunity to get a little bit more of a breather, whether even throw him in for, you know, Woods or Cup. I mean, Cup's coming off a big time injury and we can't expect him to go out there and play 80 percent of the snaps coming right back. So to have a guy that's interchangeable, using on the outside or in the slot, or put him back in in the backfield. And, you know, we love to do that jet sweep. Bring him, start him on the outside. Bring him and, and hand him the ball. So it gives so much versatility to McVay's offense. That's so exciting, and I don't get the hate either. I think a lot of people are mad. You know, it's really just unfortunate timing with the injury of Todd Gurley. When we gave him all that money, he was you know as healthy as could be. He started out hotter than ever last season, then got banged up. Obviously, and now here we are talking about. You know, he kind of ended with a with downward slide. But, um, you know, I can't, you can't be mad about this. You can't be thinking Todd Gurley's done for because I think this is only going to make him fresher to be able to use multiple guys. Uh, I think I said it yesterday on the podcast. I think Todd Gurley's still a guy that wants to go out and chase an MVP. He wants to chase the rushing record for. Uh, not only the season, but forever. I mean, he's a competitive guy. He's going to have those goals. He's going to be competitive, but he also is a non-selfish guy. This is a guy who gave up probably two touchdowns that I can think of right off the top of my head where he gave up two touchdowns to eat the dirt, to run the clock out. Uh, A guy that was very welcoming of C.J. Anderson when he came in. As much as the media tried to create drama around him, he did nothing but give love. And if you guys saw, he retweeted, when the Rams drafted this kid and was said, "Hey, can't wait to work with you." He is not a drama guy. He is a team guy. He's bought into what McVeigh uh, has, you know, brought to the Rams. So I'm excited about that. I think once we get into football and we see how we can use him, and you and you keep going back to the, you know, the Jamal Charles reference and and how he compares, then I cannot wait to see this kid get the ball in his hands, whether it's through the air with Jared Goff passing it to him or just handing it off to him and letting him run to the outside and you know break everyone's ankles because this is a guy like you said in college averaged about nine yards per rushing attempt which that's almost a first down every time he got the ball that's insane and I will take that every time uh, he dropped your right and we picked him up we moved up and got him I'm really excited about this pick I can't wait to talk to a bunch of people about it because I'm I'm waiting for someone to challenge me on it I was I was hoping one of you guys would be like I don't like it but we're all on the same page here and I can't wait to go to town with somebody that says they don't like it because I think this is nothing but good for the Rams uh overall i think we're all pretty pleased with this draft things we could have done different things we'll talk about next time i have you guys on i still got a a list of questions i want to pick your brain on but uh, we're approaching that 40 minute mark right now so i'm gonna let everyone get out of here i appreciate it so much you guys did such a great job leading up to this draft the live coverage was awesome uh you know learned a lot through that and then you know keep doing it and now you get a little time to rest jake try to go get eight hours of sleep my man that will be a record and uh, get rested up. We'll talk soon. Thank you again for coming on. I appreciate both of you.
3: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, we, we've been as much time as we've taken with this draft. It's we're, we're glad it's over um, because it was a lot of work, but we're really excited. Um, now, you know, the next step is kind of just seeing these guys and, you know, obviously 2020 draft will we'll get started a little earlier than usual, but I, I don't think. I've tried. I don't think I'm going to get into it until, you know, a little bit into the season.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, uh, you know, it, like I mentioned earlier, I, I so enjoyed draft season and I, you know, we grinded and we had a lot of fun and, you know, we got to create relationships with a lot of really cool guys who are now playing in the NFL. And, you know, I've talked to a ton of them and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, awesome to see, but it definitely maybe, going to take a few weeks to kind of, relax if I can and uh just you know take in the fact that that the draft is over and now look on to the next phase
0: yeah you said it best on to the next phase can't wait for your uh next conversation with Boogie by the way and get some insider information about how they're treating all those undrafted rookies and uh but we appreciate you guys so much Rams Nation you know what it is until next time Peace.
1: Started from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here Started, started from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now the-